0: Scott Bubble Audio.
1: Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S though.
0: Hi, welcome to Academy Geeks, where three geeks don't geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, are two hosts, because we have combined shows this evening. One of them is my friend and host of Academy Rewind, Palmer. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm doing very well. And we also have my co-host from our other pod- one of our other podcasts, Beer with Geeks, Frank. How are you today?
1: Hey, I am doing pretty, pretty great. It is Great to be here with you guys today. It is very
0: nice for all of us to be here together. So this yeah. is the podcast where now three geeks uh, take a look back at the Oscars from yesterday, um, <laughs> from year <here>, past. <laughs> um, we are going to be we're going to be we're going to be talking about the 2018 Academy Awards. Uh, this will be released simultaneously on the Academy Rewind feed, and then a little bit later on uh, for the Beer with Geeks feed. Um, and so if you're a dual listener. I'm sorry, or you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna get right we're gonna get right into it. Um, Unless anybody's drinking a beer, I'm not. Nope, nope. I've got one. Frank, yeah, Frank is all right. (laughs) (laughs) What do you got? (laughs) All right,
1: I have a Newburyport Brewing Company Greenhead IPA. Ooh, and it is a delicious, delicious beer. I opened one yesterday, and uh, I enjoyed it, enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah, it's a local brewery from Newburyport, Massachusetts. Um, great little brewery with great beers. So, Greenhead IPA. Good stuff. Cool.
0: All right. Great. All right. Um, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, I'm drinking, uh, tea because I have a cold. I'm drinking water. All right. Because you're a human being. Good. Yes. Okay, great. (laughs) All right. So, we're gonna talk about the 2018 Best Picture nominations and then all the other stuff and, and then the other movies that, all the other categories that went along with, uh, that went along, um, with the Oscars, but to run down, the Best Picture noms were Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Get Out, The Post, Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, and The Shape of Water, which, of course, won Best Picture. You forgot a Showman. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs>
2: if you know Aww, who did? The, the Academy. The Academy, I literally, yeah. <laughs> literally
0: nobody forgot it. it. They did it on purpose Aww, because oh. they hate you. You're just kicking him while you he's know, down now, Tim. Too, because you're too critical of their past movies, and they heard it. Well, and they were like, "Nope, spo- not happening." Spoiler: There's one movie this year that I'm going to be very critical of. <laughs> oh, um, it better not be Shape of Water, because <laughs> you'll 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 be along with what other some people were saying about the Academy. I, yeah, this I year. saw that. I
2: saw that this morning, and I
0: was like, I was like, really? I didn't realize Shape of Water was that divisive. Um, Are you kidding? Yeah, I, no, I would I'm not. Think, I would think so. Yeah, when people asked me if I had seen it bef- before it won, even I said yes, and I loved it. But it's not for everybody, right? This is not. It's not a crowd pleasing movie. It's a very strange. It's a very strange movie. I mean, it isn't. It isn't. It's actually yeah. fairly straightforward, but it's Beauty and the Beast without the Beast turning back into a man.
1: Right.
2: Yes. Sort of. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. I didn't realize, but I didn't realize it was that divisive. I mean, I also heard three billboards is divisive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call three billboards
1: divisive. I don't think it was. I don't. Th- it had the potential to be, um, but because I think just the subject of like police brutality is a divisive subject. Uh, sure. But I think that uh, sleeping with the fishes uh, was a little more was a little more divisive and people were like what? Like I think there there came a point in uh, shape of water for a lot of people, myself included to a certain degree, uh, although I didn't hate it. But there was a, a point where people were sort of like, yeah, that might be a little bit too much for me. That ooh, yeah, that's oh, happening now, that's too much for me. Okay, but
0: you all got that she's a fish goddess, right? Actually, you got you all got that, wait, right? Wait, wait. Like she's not a be- human.
2: Before we we can discuss that in a minute my question is
0: spoilers for all these right? Uh, yeah (laughs) that's
2: (laughs) yeah my my question is so we said like this is kind of beauty and the beast-esque yeah so is the difference here like it's only implied she sleeps with the beast and you actually see her sleep with the fish i don't think it's ever implied
0: that she sleeps with the
2: beast (laughs) yeah i
1: don't think it's implied she sleeps with the beast. i think in the original
2: not the disney version oh sure i'm talking about the regular sure
0: but but ultimately he's still just a human being that is transformed just, and then happens tur- to have a lot of fur and then turns back. Yeah. Right. He's a bison that turns back into <laughs> right. that turns back buffalo into man. a buffalo man yeah. that turns back into human. But, um, but she, she has gills. That's the whole thing where like she needs to be in the water and then like she seeks sexual pleasure in the water and then that she has those marks on her head. So then when she goes in the water, she is like of his people. they are the same species.
1: Uh, really? Right, that's, that he was
0: my reading on it. He, the whole movie. No, she, she, I don't she, she has he, those marks on her. She has those marks on her. Right. Neck but the he whole turns movie. them into gills. Yeah. Just like he de-aged. Um, yeah. Mm, I'm with Paul. So, I'm so with she just Palmer happens to have three gill slit marks on her neck on each it's, side of her it's neck. It's called a fairy tale for a reason. No, I, she's of like she's oh, that's why. She, why she doesn't speak. You know, she can't because she you know, I
1: very much disagree with you on this, Tim. I very strongly I'm I'm very, very much with Palmer and very I must I have to very strongly disagree with you. I don't think she had gills the whole time. I really don't. No,
0: she I swear she did. Because when I fought I saw the film, I I saw the marks on the side of her neck and she was like, Oh, she's a fish person. I get it.
1: Uh, I I think maybe you were you were because you're you're good at, at sort of projecting what's going to happen, I think that you were like seeing seeing where it was going, but I don't think it was there yet. I, I no, really I swear don't.
0: to God it was there. Look, we know how I get... Look, we, we've been in this situation before, <laughs> all three of us. When I don't think I'm right, I'll pretend that I'm right. But but I also... Like you're doing now. But when I'm also right, I'm right, and then you all have to concede that I'm right. Uh, well, I guess so. we all
1: just have to agree to disagree, because I really don't... I'm, I Unless, like... Someone who worked on the film says that that's what it was. I'm not going to believe that.
0: <laughs> that. I'm not. Just... Sa- I'm not saying that they like they like opened and closed. They weren't like flaps that opened and closed like real. Like gills. they do at the end. But they like they do at the end. But she's never been in that situation to like to have them open in the context of the film. Yeah,
2: but like at the end, he he places his hand on her throat. To make them, to make them open. Yeah, he like heals
1: her. He like turns her into one of him. But I don't think she was to begin with. She was just a human who was mute. Was my read on it.
0: Who had predetermined gill marks on her neck? No, I don't think they were gill marks.
1: They were scars from something else, from some kind of abuse that we don't that we don't know what it is.
2: Yeah this this movie kind of brushes over a couple things like her
0: past. I don't think it's important. Yeah, I don't think it's important. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll give you the abuse thing and I'll like because they, they talk about that in the film. That's 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 part of that's part of the story. Um, but I still think that she was there's something this she's not just a regular human. That's my that's my go to.
2: OK, um, but nobody really is in this movie like I was I was thinking about this when I was rewatching it last night that. Everybody has a piece of them in this movie that doesn't make them ordinary. For the 1950s. Right. Yeah. Um, but even then, like Octavia Spencer's character, I thought I thought a little bit more like her thing is like her marriage isn't really great. Mm, sh- sure. Yep. Um, and then you have Richard Jenkins' character who's in the closet. Mm-hmm. You have her who's a mute. You have... Um Michael Shannon's wife, who loves soap
0: a lot <laughs> I don't think that's a that's not on the same level uh it, but i fetish. understand i understand what you mean, but the point of the three of them they're all three of them are like individual they're individual characters that form one cohesive character right. yeah. together you know yeah, she's the mute he's gay she's black and they all kind of form together this you know mis- this mistreated this mistreated group yeah. that takes care of another mistreated figure yeah, right. in a different movie like um, Michael Shannon's character is the hero of the story he's like he's the man that works for the government that comes in and saves everybody from the monster like in a- I'm talking like old-school 50s-like. Right, and that's what Del Toro did, where he made the monster the hero. Right, right. right. I, I wouldn't even necessarily call the amphibian man the hero necessarily i think sally jenkins is the hero sure but i
1: get i get what you're saying like he flipped the script where the traditionally you know the all-american guy like you know who like served his country in the military and now is you know still serving his country in a new way uh who who should be in in that 50s 60s sense would be the hero of a movie coming out back then in the time period it's covering he's the bad guy and this monster or whatever is the is maybe not the hero of the film but a good guy a protagonist
0: Right, because yeah. the whole film is about like they're all. The fifties was like about pushing itself towards the future, right? You know, like where you know where we have all this new technology and this right. new way of thinking, and we're post-war and we're good. we we're, we're in the good economy and we're doing all these great new things. And then you have this old world god show up, and they don't know how to handle it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, which is why he he's rebelling. He's he he. It is the the fishman is. Everything that Michael Shannon fights against, mm-hmm. um but we, as a, a progressive culture, now look at it and say, "Oh no, you know the monster is the good thing, you know." And but I think in another time, in another, in another, you know, decades ago, I would I'm curious what the read of this movie would be.
2: Yeah. One criticism I have of this movie, and I want to get, I want to get both. It wasn't your long enough. I agree. I could have watched this movie forever. <laughs> No, I think it clocks in right where it should. Yeah, um, but the design of the creature. Oh, interesting. And I understand that I
0: understand the design is very intentional, but doesn't it look a little too Abe Sapien? Um, I think so. I think it does look a little Abe Sapien from Hellboy, which is also a, a M- Del Toro a, a Del Toro in, film. Um, is it Doug Jones? Doug Jones, yeah. 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 Um, but having actually just rewatched the second Hellboy last week, mm-hmm. the, there's. Apart from them both being fishmen, there's not a terrible. You could say that Doug Jones also. I mean, um, Abe Sapien also looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon, right? Which is what Dickie's going for, right? Like that's it's, it's that's all his... in it's all in the same. Yeah. it's all in the same vein. So, I the the difference the the detail in the makeup of the amphibian man in Shape of Water versus Hellboy is extraordinary. Like yeah. it's almost. Abe Sapien and Hellboy almost looks like, like a costume that we put together by, by <laughs> standards now. It's it's crazy how far it's come. Well, I was gonna say, the Hellboy one was what fifteen years ago, two thousand four, I think, yeah. something
2: like that. Yeah, I yeah, I know he's been plugging it on his social media about the anniversary
0: coming up. Oh yeah, um, but I, the, um, the makeup itself is. It, that in itself is extraordinary. Um, although it's interesting that it was considered a costume in the uh, the uh, by the Academy. Did you all notice that? I don't, was his outfit considered a costume? His outfit is considered a costume and not makeup.
1: That's interesting. I guess that does make Which sense. Is, I mean, it's like I mean, a full if, body prosthetic, right?
0: Yeah. Right. But so was but so was Churchill's stuff It's still a big. I prosthetic would say it's
1: a little different though.
0: In a fat suit. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's certainly different. I mean, we don't, I'd love to see Darkest Hour where he looks like a giant fish man. (laughs) Uh, I just thought it was interesting. It took me by surprise when I was watching. Yeah. I was watching the clips of everything. It only took Doug Jones two and a half hours to get into that suit, which is unheard of for that much makeup. See, that's why it's not actually considered makeup. Because it didn't take. Because it didn't take the entire day. It didn't take 14 hours to put on. Right. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. So did you like the movie? Uh yeah. So but that's that's best picture and arguably he deserves best director for for that picture. We can agree with Those that. Those things usually award. go together. Right. It also won music and set design. Um do you do so, you agree with these
2: decisions? I like the music of it. Um, when I was rewatching Dunkirk this week there's a thing that that kind of took me by surprise and I didn't think of it the first time around. If you listen to the music of Dunkirk, it sounds like one piece of music. Probably because it is one piece of music. It might be. It, it could very well be. But yeah. I think I think I think I like Dunkirk a little bit more because it just feels like one entire piece and not several pieces that essentially are in this
0: one album. Mm, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think Hans Zimmer is in his weird, like I'm just going to create sounds instead of, instead of a melody place. And that to me just doesn't, doesn't add to the film and um, like music should bring a scene to a place that you wouldn't expect it to go to.
2: I think it depends on the film um, because I'll agree with you. Like his stuff in dark Knight at times felt like just a cacophony of sound mm-hmm. Um but I feel it really works in Dunkirk, even at the very beginning when he's running and the music is mimicking the footsteps running. Sure.
0: Um Frank, that's known as Mickey Mousing. Yay.
1: <laughs> Frank took a film I class. Did. I, I, I took a film music <laughs> class specifically, actually. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I I, I I think Shape of Water deserved deserved uh to win uh for best original score. Uh, of the of the films in that category that I did see, unfortunately I didn't get to see all of them, but uh of the ones that I did see, I very much felt that it did the most to elevate the story and elevate the film. Uh so for me that it was deserving, you know, Alexandra Diplot was, was deserving of, of winning for that.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Um and then on to and then it won set design and then it won set design as well which sh- yeah n- nothing in a del toro film is accidental no. like the the wallpaper on sally um sally hawkins uh wall look like fish scales there the, there's a great the japanese great wave on the other side but it's all you know it's all covered up by like decaying paint mm-hmm. and everything like that you know you almost have like the um the two, different, the two different sides of the apartment conjoined by one window, right? You have all of the stuff that everything is exactly laid out the way that he, everything is always tied together no matter what. That's, that's Del Toro at his best. He did it with Crimson Peak and didn't get, I don't think he got the credit that he deserved. No, because it was more of a genre film. Yeah, didn't get the credit that he deserved. So I'm glad that some, like they're recognizing that here. Oh, oh yeah the this movie looks gorgeous this
2: you know especially for the time period that it takes place in it feels like it it looks like it, and if you pause almost any part of this film, there's so many things that you can draw your eye to, but when you're just watching it at full speed mm-hmm. you know it it looks like a mix between real life and a fairy tale,
0: yeah. Yeah. This is good. It's perfect. Um, all right, let's let's move out of shape of water. Um, let's talk about Ladybird. Didn't win anything. How do we feel about that?
1: It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. I think especially especially this year with, with so the tone of conversation and everything. Um it is kind of a bummer that that you know uh, this was like kind of if you wanted a sort of underdog story or you know sort of the the the, the come from behind uh, story of of a a director like Greta Gerwig, um, you know be, being the only female nominee in that category and everything um, would be for, for best director and, and so forth would be really cool. But I think it was like in another year, I think it really should have won but this was a pretty good year I think we can all agree there were a lot of really great mm-hmm. films so it was it was tough because as much as I would like to see her win um, sort of on principle it, it you know I think that some of the other films probably deserved it more
0: I agree with that as as nice as it would be to I don't I wouldn't want anybody handing her the award and then people going oh well it only won because this is what they were talking about at the Oscars this year
1: Right. You don't want to feed that fire and like let somebody, you know, because then then it like diminishes, you know, she'll have won the award, but people it'll be sort of sullied by the skeptics and the haters, Um, you know, saying that she didn't really deserve it. The funny thing was, as I was reading Twitter last night, um,
2: I noticed, although I I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to know the answer. um, It sounds like some of the some of the people that we follow that listen to the show felt del Toro got the award as sort of past achievement. I mean, you could say that about a lot of and directors the Oscars does have awards. a i was going to say the the Oscars have a track record with doing that. Um I'm I really championed Lady Bird to get nominated. I championed it to get nominated. And they listened because it was nominated. Right. Um I championed for her to get uh in a nominee for best director. Best picture for me was a little bit of a stretch, although I did enjoy the movie a lot more the second time around. Mm. Um, and writing, obviously, um. but I don't think it's good enough to win in anything except best actress, because I feel this movie hinges on Academy Rewind favorite Sersha Ronan.
0: You did it! Yeah, you, you did, did it! it. <laughs> Tim, tell him what he's won. You've won a jet ski. Yeah. A jet ski. Did you steal it off of the guy from... I stole, you it. stole it off of the Phantom Thread guy? I stole it off of the costume designer from Phantom <laughs> Thread. 36 seconds. Very impressive. Yep. Very impressive. Um, I feel
2: the movie really hinges on her
0: performance. More so than
2: almost anybody else in this category.
0: In, in the best actress in category. In the best actress
2: category. That's, that's um, interesting.
0: And... I really wish she she would have won it. I mean, she. I think she's very good in the film, but I don't think she's. It's not best at. It's not best actress. Like yeah, see, the I the, the, the. I don't think the the. I I don't think it's her. It's the the range that the character has to go through the the arc the character brings for uh, it starts with and then ends with. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that. Not that she's not given enough to do, but that she is... She's not allowed to stretch the way that Saoirse Ronan could stretch. And that... Who, who won Best Actress? I can't... Frances McDormand. Like, Francis oh, McDormand. yeah. Frances um, McDormand. Yeah, she was just... She was so good. And I... Yeah, I... I can't help but have given it to Frances McDormand. Like, I... There so, was there was no other contender to, for me.
1: I, I feel the same way. As soon as I saw three billboards and saw her performance, I just like it seemed obvious that she was the winner. You know, I loved Meryl Streep in the post as well. You know, I'm always yep, sort of she was very in Meryl's good. corner, but this wasn't really her breakout performance. And and you know, she's won 25 other Oscars or whatever. Right. She's fine. Um, I thought Frances McDormand really like she was she was captivating. And like when she when I saw that performance, I knew that was going to be the winner.
2: So I don't have a huge problem with giving it to Francis McDormand. I feel the acting in that movie is stellar. I thought Woody Harrelson was really good. I thought um, Sam Sam Rockwell Rockwell was
0: great. I think he deserved. I think think when we walked
2: out, I even said like Sam Rockwell should get it. And he was oh, he was so good too. And while I really like Francis McDormand, I think the I think the the biggest problem is I feel like Sam Rockwell just steals the movie. Oh, I don't think so. I think he does. And because of that, I think it, she kind of gets kicked to the back burner. And that's where I think Saoirse Cer- Ronan kind of stands out. She, Her and Laurie Metcalf kind of really pull that movie through that and otherwise could be a much drier movie than it turns
0: out to be. Mm. That's it. I mean, actually, I wanted... Lori Metcalf to to win. She was my for best supporting. She was my. She was. She is who I wanted. Yeah. So I mean, um, I, who Alison Janney won. Who was? Who was? Who she was, was always okay. good. She's always good. But I Tanya, she was. She was fine. I don't think she was fine. I think she was her consistent Alison Janney self. I don't think the film. I don't think I Tanya let her be as good as she could yeah. be um i th- oh that's interesting I, th- I i don't agree with that I, I think it starts with her being really good you know but i hmm. think but palmer and i talked about this off air that the, the tone of the the tone of that film shifts from kind of this like absurdist dark comedy into basically uh regular movie it muddles itself uh, and so i and so i think it loo- i think it loses part of its charm by doing that and then so alice and Janie then isn't given like the birth that she deserves yeah. to 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 have made the mother like really shine so but that's 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 me and like i'm happy that alice and jenny won something because she's great in everything, yeah, uh, but you know, like sometimes you just sometimes people win for roles that are not their best or the movie's not the best, but you're glad that they have something. Like actually, Leonardo DiCaprio is a great example of that from when the, he Revenant. W- the Revenant. Like that's not his best role, it's no. not his best character, it's not his best movie. It was it's just a the one good they movie, and good. Give it to him. It's the one where they decided to give it to him, right?
1: Uh, and 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 I'll be honest. I kind of feel like I, I know you guys both loved Sam Rockwell's performance here, and I am Sam Rockwell fan number one. But I don't think this was his greatest performance. I think this is just the one where they gave it to hmm. him. But I think that it was not his. I don't think it was good. It was a very good performance, a very strong performance. But compared to his body of work, I think something like Moon deserved it. You know more. Sure, but and Moon not where, where being nominated sort of, at
0: all, like you yeah.
1: exactly, exactly. So I feel like because this was his year, like to get a nomination. I don't know if this was the academy's thinking or not, but it's it feels to me like he was given this because you know what he's overdue anyway. This is his shot. Let's give him this one. Especially because compared maybe compared to the other actors in the in the pool, he seemed to be the most deserving uh uh out of out of this bunch.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I I see your argument. For me, Sam Rockwell in this movie is so plays such a detestable guy to me that while i didn't care about his overall like kind of redeeming story arc Mm -hmm. that they kind of went for at the end i just felt for me to walk out of that theater hating that character the way i did sam rockwell did a really good job at at pulling off how bad he was maybe he doesn't pull off the redeeming
0: aspect but I think that's more of a fault on the screenwriting and not than Sam the actor. Rockwell. And I don't think he's supposed to be completely redeemed at at the end of the film either. He even said, like, if this is the real world, they'd probably both be in jail. Like, that's just you know, that's that's the reality of it. But I think you know, the movie itself doesn't. The story doesn't really end. The film ends, but the story doesn't. So we don't really see in some ways the real completion of his redemption you see his you see the middle of like he's getting there you know he or he's he's close but he still has some places to go same with her um in her own story Hmm. let's move on call me by your name one best adapted screenplay i didn't read the book so i can't comment on how well it was adapted i think the movie is not for me it, like, I didn't connect with it. It wasn't... I think it was well-acted. I thought they were... Both um, Timothy Charlemagne and, and Army Hammer were extremely naturalistic. They felt like very genuine, real people to me. It's just not... there. But his story is not one that I connect with, so I... And I finished the film going, okay, that was fine. That was good. Like, I get why people like it, but it's not for me.
2: So, do you remember what you... Told me after you watch this uh, that you would hate it, right? So I watched it, and I watched it first to get it out of the way. Yep, I don't hate this movie. I don't understand why everybody loves it. Um, uh, because to me the biggest issue with this movie is like there's no tension for me. There's no there's no problem. Like everyone's in favor of
0: them um, being together. I would say there's tension with his. Uh, kind of girlfriend, you know, like, you know, what does he do with the hat, blah, blah, blah. So there is some tension, yeah. but I know what you're talking about. There's no MacGuffin. Yeah. It's not really a tension. There's no MacGuffin. Um, but I think that the, I think that it's beautifully shot, but I mean, I think it's hard to screw up Italy in some ways. Which,
2: <laughs> which for some reason I had in my mind that this movie was supposed to take place in Florida. Oh, so that's the Florida project. When they I realized that afterwards, <laughs> but like when they started talking Italian, I'm like, "Why are they talking Italian in Florida?
0: What is this movie that I'm watching?"
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: Frank, what did you think about "Call Me by Your Name"?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think um, my perspective is that it's look, I'm a straight white dude, right? It, it wasn't for me, but I still exactly. appreciate what it what it represents to people f- for whom it was for. Exactly. So. I, uh, in some way, I, I wish we had like a third perspective here. I'm not going to elaborate on it too much. I think you guys kind of captured it. It wasn't for us. Um, but I can still appreciate and see why it means so much to so many people for whom it is for who feel represented by it. I'm, um, I think representation really matters. And and I think it's important that. You know we we remember like okay you know what this wasn't for me that's fine it was still a good movie I see how good it was I see what was oh you know the I see why one best adapted screenplay uh, and all that but it wasn't for me and that and that's that's all I have to say about it.
0: Really. I have a friend that saw it four times in theaters loved it like and, yeah. so, and it was meant it was meant for him right and that's, and that's great and so I'm glad that I'm glad that it's there yeah and you can't connect with everything no um speaking of, about a, a film that. The Academy didn't connect with the post. Also, didn't win anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, it was just it was just it was a movie that was there. I mean, it was only nominated twice: it, Best Picture and Meryl Streep. Right, Meryl which
2: I believe is just a thing that happens when Spielberg or Meryl Streep are in a movie. <laughs> they Prince automatically
1: it, like they pencil it in. Um, I mean, my my thing though it, it I, I thought the post was very good, and I thought in another year, I think I said this about Ladybird too. another year, this would have won pretty easily, probably. Um, but it was, it was very, I thought it was very good. I really enjoyed it. I thought that the story um, of the the Meryl Streep character, whose name I'm blanking on right now, but um, I, I thought that the, the story was pretty resonant in the current Catherine Graham um the Catherine Graham story of of this woman who and especially if you uh look into her read read up on her actual story um it was absolutely true that she didn't really she didn't really in fact they didn't really put this across completely in the film but she didn't know what she was doing i mean she inherited this she she came from a time when you know women were seen and not heard and and, and that kind of thing and they didn't have opinions and they certainly didn't run major companies that went public or anything like that they weren't women weren't generally you know business people so so katherine graham in the post was uh a a a, a feminist icon and and a pioneer um and so I, I think that's very important and and another year this film would have been sort of this triumph of the human spirit type of thing uh but again the 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 field uh the the crop of films that it was up against uh spielberg and streep and hanks uh, you know notwithstanding um there were better films than this even though i very much enjoyed it there were better films either
0: Totally agree, and I think this is one of Spielberg's better films in a number of years. In recent Um, years,
1: yeah, for sure, better than Lincoln.
0: Yeah, because they're all, all his films are fine, but he's, but we've talked about this on the show before, like, I think on both shows, like, he has, he's been coasting. Since yeah. Minority he's been Report, for a while. he has yeah been. maybe and so I, this one this one felt almost Spielberg fresh to me. Um, yes, yeah, see, I agree.
1: It, I agree it, it, with that. I agree yeah. with that. Yes. And I know this some people in a, in a didn't time. agree with that, right?
0: Yeah, like I
2: I still feel he's coasting on this movie. Like it's it's okay. Like I came out very underwhelmed, and I was kind of looking forward to it. I've seen like I've seen a better movie that takes place at a newspaper. It's called The Paper. And I've seen better Meryl Streep movies. So like everything that wants me to like this movie. But not a better Tom Hanks movie? Uh, big was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like everything that's drawn to make me
0: like this movie, I've seen better parts of it. Sure. Else. okay mm. i can i actually i understand that even spotlight is a better newspaper movie than, exactly, than this yeah. one
1: is i agree with that too yeah um
0: but but at the end of the day i mean it's still it's still a good movie but i the, i guess everybody in the academy also recognized the same thing that we're talking about right now like it was great it was it was really good but it's just this is the it felt like one of the like oh it it was nominated because we have to do nine now because people flipped out that we didn't nar- nominate the Dark Knight. So here we are with your nine films. Okay, not everyone's going <laughs> to well, win. They can the go end, up to ten, but we can go up to ten. They can go up to ten nominees. Yeah. So right, and so here we are. Okay, so let's go into Get Out. Um, one best original screenplay. First black screenwriter to win an Academy Award. Yep, and for an original screenplay, and mm-hmm. much well deserved. I think so. I, I agree. I, I agree. Now, un- controversial opinion. Here we go. I'm going to say it. Do not make me beat you at this point. I'm going to say it. <sighs> I didn't see Get Out in theaters. Oh. I saw it at home on my own a year after it had come out. But like, in preparing, I just had missed it. Like, we didn't see it. None of us. We, I didn't see it in the theater with you. And then that was it. I got busy. And then I never got around to seeing it. So I heard for a year how it was the greatest thing in the world and it was and so by the time i saw it it had that lingering this is the greatest thing in the world over it and so it wasn't the greatest thing in the world to me and i'm not it was really well made and it had some for a first time director it had some startlingly startlingly start it had some surprisingly there you go original (laughs) image it has a surprisingly original imagery um yeah, you know, stuff with like the teacup and then the floating space and like it was like it was really well thought out and I liked it. It was really well acted. I just don't think it was the greatest thing in the entire world. Um I still think out of this lineup or out of the lineup of original screenplays, I think it deserved it. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree I don't disagree with I don't disagree with the outcome. I just I am just stating for those who maybe also feel the same way that it wasn't. If you if you didn't see it at the zeitgeisty moment, it's kind of almost like Game of Thrones or whatever that or like Harry Potter, whatever. If you're if you're not with it in that moment with the surge, then it's not everything that it is.
2: I think this movie um, really begs you to watch it with an audience. I saw it in the theaters opening weekend and no you know i loved it and even rewatching it i still really liked it but there is watching the movie for the first time with an audience that doesn't know what's happening and knows all the tropes of a typical horror movie mm-hmm. and and hearing just like the gasps and an audience reaction that you don't typically get in a theater really pushes this movie over the finish line for me Hmm. so the fact that you were robbed of that experience
0: yeah and i mean that's your life incomplete movies go ahead frank
1: i i agree with palmer i I think there's a couple things here i think that it is very important to see it with an audience actually i think that that was a big part of what made it so enjoyable for me i also saw it i think it was opening weekend very early on in its run anyway and and i thought that you know so my point is there are big crowds still at the point it was still full theaters and that uh, did bring a lot to the experience, but I think that there's a lot just for me, again, uh, you know, straight white guy here. Um, it made me think about my, for lack of a better term, privilege and the way that I look at the world and how that's not how everybody looks at the world and how important it is for me to remember that mm-hmm. in my daily relationships with Everyone with people of all colors and and creeds and everything else, um, because the way that it it paints, you know, the family, even when they're acting, quote unquote, normal, and he's all like, oh, you know, I would have voted Obama for a third time if I if I could have like, why is that the first thing you say when you meet a black person like that you would have voted for the black president? You know, like right. that that belies. A, a a kind of subtle racism even if it's like well-meaning racism it's still kind of racist that your first thought is oh hey you're black let me tell you i have a black friend or i voted for the black president like there is something there and it made me think about oh shoot what are things that i do that are like that i bet there are uh, unconscious things that i do well-meaning without realizing it and it really made me think and and then it put me in the place of and i think it very much is trying to do this imagine you live like imagine Put yourself in someone else's shoes where that is your entire world and people are always sort of patronizing to you and talking down to you and condescending to you in that way thinking that they're being your buddy and your ally but they're really being condescending it mm-hmm. made me look at myself in that way it made me think about the world in a completely different way um, even things like where 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 they're at the party and uh, uh, the 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 young the, the guy who actually yells get out who's wearing like the you know like the straw hat and everything Um He's like this hyper sexualized Adonis figure for this older white woman. Even that sort of, you know, way way that this that sort of stereotype being brought to the fore was very interesting to me. Um, I thought there were a lot of moments like that that I think are easily missed, and and that that I think are very important. And it just made me think of the world in a different in a different lens. Well, I'm glad that you said that
0: because one, you said it very well. It was very articulated. Good for you. Um, but, but also, I think a, a film that wins, wins best writing, best best screen, um, best original, best adapted, best film. It should challenge you to rethink the way. That's what good mm. art does. Yeah. It challenges yeah. you to rethink the way that you think about the world. You know, and hopefully, it challenges you to think about it in a better way. So, I think. On that basis alone, Get Out deserves to win. Because, say, something like Three Billboards, which I thought was an excellent screenplay, doesn't necessarily challenge you the way that Get Out did. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a subtler way, the way you described. Like, oh, I would have voted for Obama a third time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is, what, that is what propels the film. But you're right. I don't think the... The reaction that I had watching it alone was the same that people would have in an audience, but yeah. I can say that almost about any movie, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, especially when it comes to horror and comedy. If yeah. those those genres, just, you need to watch them with groups? I was, yeah, uh, I,
1: I think that's, I think that's valid.
2: I was telling Tim the other day when I was re-watching it for the podcast that in my head, the only person that I find in Get Out who's very like outwardly racist is the brother right and my reasoning for this is like his his whole thing about uh jujitsu being the best fight fighting style because it's in the mind meaning even if i get even if i get my mind put into a black body because they believe the the african-american person is structurally and physically superior he's like i'm still gonna have my white mind mm. and that's what makes me better
1: see that's that, that's a that's a really good insight And if i had thought about that more maybe i would arrive there but i hadn't i hadn't i hadn't really i hadn't processed that the same way that's a really interesting insight too like
2: um that. and and i agree with you like a lot of a lot of bradley whiteford uh, bradley whitford's um dialogue is very like you know i I can see through the lens of how he is in the movie. Like, yeah, that that kind of does sound racist. Or why would you say that? You know, when you first meet, when you first meet him, like my man, my man. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. And, and I'm the like, thing is, we all know guys like that. Oh, definitely. Or you all done, know people like that. Or you've accidentally done it.
1: Or, like, or that,
2: right? And you're not thinking, about, like, like it's one of those things. Like you don't mean it to be racist. But how does it come across?
1: Exactly. Exactly. That's that's what made me, to Tim's point, made me like challenge my own perception and my own thoughts about myself. Yeah. Now, um, after I gave that big defense of Get Out, I kind of am sad the big sick didn't win in this category. I thought that you would be, um,
0: because it, you like that film quite a bit.
1: I love um, that film. I love Kumail Nanjiani. For, I have for many years. And I love that it's a true story that he and emily went through um and and this movie has so much heart and so much uh like they poured years of their life into it and i'm mm-hmm. I'm such a big fan of emily's and of kumail's that i know like everything about the movie at this point and i know like how much of it is true and how much of it is exaggerated and so forth so you know i feel very emotionally invested in it more than i do with get out so maybe that's coloring it a little bit as well
0: I think that's a good point. I don't think that the Big Sick is a challenging film. Like it doesn't challenge you the way that Get Out Ooh, does.
1: See, I I disagree a little. Maybe maybe not to the same extent. I'll grant you not to the same extent. But not I do to the, think certainly is, not to the same extent. Not to the same extent. No, I, I agree with you there. But I do think it's a challenging film because I think that it it shows it shows this you know this culture of. Uh, arranged marriages, for instance, and it, it shows like these are real people who laugh and eat dinner together and they're just like your family. They may not be like just like your family in every way, but but you can see at least for me. Right. My, my parents are immigrants going back to my grandparents, were all immigrants. And so so we didn't come from Pakistan, but uh, they came from Italy. But uh, I saw my family in Kumail's family and some of their traditions that are old-fashioned and that I don't agree with and that I don't upkeep, but have some respect for and and you know that kind of thing. Not to the same extent, but I, I, f- I saw a familiarity in Kumail's family there and it challenged, it did challenge my perceptions a bit. Not the same way Get Out did, not the, way, the same way where it made me look inward and, and see like my own faults and things, but it did make me think differently about a culture that I'm less familiar with and say like, oh, that's more like we're more alike than i realized sure but i guess i guess there are a lot of films
0: that are say like the big sick that could also could also do that you yeah. know in a lot of ways so uh i as much as i as much as i did like that film it doesn't sit in the same it doesn't sit in the same plane of existence. And I think that a film like you, you're very connected to Kumail yes. and his wife and you know, yes. to that story, and you know, all. but a film has to stand on its own. Agreed. Without I think all Get of Out, those things.
1: Get Out was far more unique in that regard. You know, the story that it tells and the way it tells it and the devices it uses are way more unique yep. than, than the big sick, which is if you boil it down is a rom-com, which we've all seen plenty of rom-coms and we've seen other stories about immigrants and things like that so so I, I on its own merits it's less unique less original than get out so get out does deserve it i'm just saying that i was a little sad as a fan of kumail and emily i was a little sad to see them lose you know in the category that they had the best shot at winning in um, sure but jordan peele 100 deserved this it was, i believe it was also the only thing it was nominated for It was it, yeah. I guess guess that makes sense.
2: Um, So I'm not going to belabor this, but I did not like Big Sick. Um, It just there was there was a few misfires for me, and then what I what made me really dislike it was he seemed to have thrown temper tantrum is not the right word, but when he didn't get nominated for the Golden Globe he kind of went on like a day long thing about, you know, how this movie got overlooked and
0: that really kind of turned it off on for me. Frank, you want to speak to that since you know about the
1: behind the scenes? <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I don't remember those, those, those tweets. I think it was, <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember the details of that, of that, uh, you know, tweet, uh, tweet storm or whatever. Um, so I, I can't I can't speak to it. Okay, well let's we're just
0: gonna move on because yeah. um, we still have some films to go through. Um, Phantom Thread, um, we I actually really liked it. I'm not a huge Paul Thomas Anderson uh, guy, like, but I was really captivated by Phantom Thread mm-hmm. quite a bit. I think as much as I think, say Beauty and the Beast, even also deserved say a costume win or. Or Shape of Water for for the amphibian for the man fish. suit and all that the the clothes in that film were unbelievable and I I really enjoyed it. Paul Thomas Anderson's films recently, particularly this one, they're like they they're a lot of build up to almost nothing, uh, and then it kind of takes a little bit of a veer off road. Mm-hmm. Um, and going in and kind of expecting that to happen, you could really enjoy that experience. Um, I don't think that. Um oh my goodness what's his name the greatest actor of all time Daniel Day-Lewis Daniel Day-Lewis da- da- Day- I don't I mean, think Ray he Vines. deserved to win uh for the, he was very good in this film but I don't think he deserved, but I don't think this was his I don't think this was his greatest mm-hmm. um and so I'm glad it wasn't the film wasn't tipped to in his favor the awards weren't tipped to his favor yeah. just because he, this is supposedly his last film well,
2: I mean he's won before
0: so right. that helped
2: um I, I actually really, 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 really despise this movie, (laughs) and I'm not typically a Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Um, I think Daniel Day Lewis just playing Ray Fiennes wasn't enough for me, and it's lacking. Like as much as I, as much as I've disliked some Paul Thomas Anderson films before. It's you've lacking. Also, like you've also a liked some scene.
0: Paul Thomas Anderson films. I have.
2: I've because uh, we, we were looking at his filmography and like Boogie Nights. I like The Master. I like um, There Will Be Blood. I like Daniel Day Lewis's acting in that. I don't like him in this, and I really dislike. Well, he's him. not really a likable person no but i mean like even the characters he plays like you're not supposed mm. to like him in there will be blood that's true. i like his but acting he's very in charismatic the in that
0: film this is
2: Was like, I
1: supposed to this... like him in lincoln because i didn't yes oh oh, oh. you are Shade not welcome
0: at the president um wow you didn't like him in lincoln
1: no i mean not that uh, i didn't like the character i didn't like his acting in lincoln
0: oh so i
1: didn't interesting. i didn't
2: buy that 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 president would do those things. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I didn't buy
1: it. <laughs> um,
0: I, so let me get this. So,
1: Frank, did you see this film? I didn't. This one and uh, A Darkest Hour, I did not see. You didn't see Darkest Hour? I know. I'm uh, really bummed. I'm really bummed that I didn't see it. All right. Well,
2: spoiler, they win the war. They
1: what? Win. Was the yeah. hour dark?
2: it was it was actually during the power
0: outage oh yeah. <laughs> the dunkirk power outage got it okay so we can move on from phantom thread since frank hasn't yeah. seen it and then let's actually move to dunkirk uh i mean um well i was going to do dunkirk then darkest hour but since frank didn't see darkest hour let's uh let's do darkest hour first and then we can then we yeah. can talk, I'll talk about dunkirk darkest hour was great it was one of the best films of the year. I'm really glad that Gary Oldman won. Yeah. I do think there is despite what people say, a little bit of Gary Oldman in that performance. People are like, he's unrecognizable. And I'm like, no, he that's yeah, I can see him. I can see his eyes haven't I can, changed. I can hear him. I can hear him a little bit. Though but his it's kind of like his um we've talked about um Frost Nixon on this podcast before and we've talked about um Franklin Gell Nixon. Yeah. Where he's like he's Nixon, but he's not quote unquote being nixon Mm -hmm. you know he's not doing an impersonation of nixon he's just embodying the character and i think that's what gary oldman does he embodies the character and he does sound like churchill if you listen to what churchill really sounded like it's not the like brian cox really gruff (laughs) although i like the brian cox version i like that the bulldog churchill it's kind of like the deep it's like the deep voiced abraham lincoln also not true um And so he had a high, reedy voice. So I like that he, I like that Oldman presented a, in some ways, a historical Churchill, as opposed to the caricature of Churchill. And that's where I think his performance really shines through, as does the makeup, which it completely, completely deserved, because apparently the Amphibian Man was a costume. But even (laughs) then, I would still give it to his transformation, because Oldman is a tiny, reedy little thing, and he plays... Churchill
1: go ahead on Frank. the on the note of the costume versus makeup thing it just occurred to me do you think that maybe the decision was made I mean because I think a lot of the way this happens is it's the, the filmmakers nominate you know put forth the nomination right so like maybe they put forth I know
0: where you're going with Shape this. Of yeah. water
1: as a costume because they thought they had a better shot of winning there than as makeup you know it could be debatable that kind of thing or, well, or, or, possible. or the, you know the academy was like well we're going to give this one the makeup and this one the costume because they both deserve to win so, you know something like that does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, so, makes like, perfect sense. Yeah. And
0: I, I, I think oh. everybody who saw Darkest Hour went best makeup.
1: Right before
0: uh, before nominations even went out, everyone went, "Yep, that's it, see, right there." I mean, there
1: was buzz about it before the movie came out. Right. I didn't from the trailers. I didn't think that.
0: I mean, I'm I'm but fine with it. But you never think be- what everybody thinks. So no, no. What I'm saying me. is, <laughs> I'm
2: fine with it winning best makeup. But I didn't think I walked out of that movie and I even tweeted on the Academy Rewind Twitter, like that is the best actor. Like I, I as soon as I walked out of the movie I mm-hmm. I, I, I remember that. Yeah. I was like, I'm I'm positive I just saw the best acting the best actor performance of this year. And I was right. He's really good in this movie. And I went into this movie with trepidation. I like Gary Oldman, but I was I was worried because during the trailers I heard Gary Oldman. Watching yep. this movie in real time, he
0: kind of dissolves away. Definitely. Definitely. You get you get um, you get more used to Churchill as the film goes on, right, And then so, by the end of the film, he's just Churchill. He's not Gary Oldman because now, I'm not like watching for Gary Oldman being Churchill anymore. I'm just absorbed in the movie
2: exactly and then the the only thing that really misfired for me on this movie was, if you don't know a lot of the of the English politics that this story is mm-hmm. that this story is going over there's
0: some stuff that you're going to miss and there's stuff that went over my head. This is always your problem. Anytime there's a historical film that your number one go to is if you don't know the history, you don't always get it.
2: It's, it's not always that it's when they don't seem when to me, they don't kind of fill in why they're
0: like, why there's opposition on this side or this side or who's this person supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, Actually, so I watched The Crown, and I found watching The Crown was very helpful for some things because some of those same people are just, you know, a bit old, like a decade older, right. in In that show, and so watching that and going, oh, that's you're going to be prime minister one day, and oh, this person over here is this person, and blah blah blah. Yeah. In this instance, it's it was a small thing. Like I didn't I didn't dislike the movie because
2: of it. I really liked this movie. But I, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. And it did make me want to go back and find out a little bit more mm-hmm. about the history of this time. Um, but it, it, Joe Wright, who did Atonement, correct? Yep. Um, this This movie looks good. He's he's a really good visual director. His His movies tend to look the correct period for the time frame. And he usually gets really good performances out of his actors. Even uh, even uh, Lily James,
0: who's in this movie, who I have a blood feud with, is is pretty good in this. For no reason, he has a blood feud with her for no reason, zero reason. He has this. It goes back to Downton Abbey. It literally is no reason. <laughs> he just thought Rose was an annoying character on Downton Abbey, wow. and that uh, was she, it. She
2: she tried to she tried to overshadow Mary. No,
0: who mm. Nobody's favorite character is, of course, Palmer's favorite. She's mine. Yep. Okay. So, Naturally. anyway. Can I getting, say
1: one thing before we move on from this you movie? You can say
0: a few things if you want.
1: I Well, I didn't see the film, so I can't really comment on the performance. I was a little bit disappointed uh, that given Gary Oldman's personal history of domestic abuse, that this sorry, year what? of all years... Yeah, you didn't know that? I had no idea. Oh, but, yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, his previous wife... Yep. had accused him of of having beaten her pretty pretty badly. I had no idea. Wow, f- that in is in front of upsetting. their children, in front of Ooh, their children, that is upsetting. Um, very upsetting. So I was I was a little upset that I, again I didn't see the the film, so I can't comment on his performance. Maybe it was the most deserving performance. I'm sure it was. Everyone seems to think it was. I'm sure it was. I do not take away his acting talent, but I was disappointed that we're sort of still rewarding bad behavior when we're talking about harvey weinstein on the one hand and how horrible you know and how how glad we are that he got kicked out of the academy and at the same time kobe bryant and and gary oldman won oscars at the same at the same oscars where we're talking about about uh uh, harvey weinstein and how great it is that that we're having this moment it was a little disappointing to me not to say that maybe that their work wasn't award-winning award-deserving work but it still seems like would you give an Oscar to Harvey Weinstein at this point? No, I don't think we would, or Kevin no. Spacey for that matter. Right. Um, so I was disappointed on that note.
0: Now, here's an issue. So why was that not? Why was that not in the conversation at all? It, it has been. It, You've missed it. it, it well, it has been because it. It, it has it been propped up right after the Golden Globes.
2: This uh-huh. is also a story that's years old. Quite a few. Quite, a few, quite a few years, years old. Years old. Yeah.
0: So there's the whole time is is, the, is this is a case? Of, is this a case of Hollywood forgiving Gary Oldman? Yes. Well, and, I mean, I, I don't think yes it's like a no. Mel
1: Gibson thing where like he was ostracized and then and then allowed back in. I yeah, think it's more of a thing really. of no, he wasn't really ever ostracized. I think it's kind of a thing, a thing of like we didn't have these issues on our radar at the time, so it was sort of like, sure. huh, that's weird. Anyway, like it, moving on. It
2: came out and it was a thing. So like. Yeah. While I while I agree I wouldn't give an academy award to Harvey Weinstein at this point, I think the from I really hate to say this. The the biggest the biggest reasoning for me is this was never kept a secret. Hmm. Like everything else was like if he did those things, something should have happened to him. But it was out there. Like it was a known story. It wasn't like a yeah. hushed secret. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. But I agree. I I I understand your point, and I icky. I agree with you. So have,
1: at the very, I, I, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have voted for him were I in the academy. And at the very least, I think we can all agree it feels icky that at this yes. time, at this moment, it, we're still giving really, these awards. To it really the, to does. People who've done horrible things. Um.
2: Yeah. No. I I I definitely agree with you. It is the It is the best performance maybe not the that, most that deserving I'm person. I'm not going to
1: argue with. Again, I didn't yeah. see it, and even if I had seen it, I'm sure I would I'm sure I would agree with you right. if I'd seen it. I,
0: I think this is a whole different he's conversation. Not, it is. He's it not is, the it is. I just thought that was person. worth
1: mentioning. Yeah, I didn't want to, yeah. we don't I'm to glad
0: you that. mentioned it, because I had no idea, yeah. so I'm glad. I'm sure uh, other people didn't either. Let, so, wrapping up the top pictures, the best pictures, let's talk about Dunkirk, um, Christopher Nolan. Uh, I, gonna, I don't think it's his best, and I'm glad that it didn't win, well, be, he, because it won... Even best, it won best editing, sound mix, and sound mixing and sound editing. Also, I don't think it deserved those either. I think even sound
1: mixing and sound editing.
0: No, I I I think they were good. I think actually, I think the film was really good. Yeah, I just don't think it's his. I don't think
1: it's his best or his team's best work. So let me ask you this then, because I'm very, I find that interesting. uh, So what? Of the sound mixing editing, they basically I think the same films were edited were, were nominated for um, both of those categories. You had Star Wars, Tim, Last Jedi. I, ha- Tim, I have it last. Yeah. I have it here. Tim I picked no. Last Jedi for one of them. Okay,
0: and then the other one he actually picked Dunkirk. Um, I think I, sometimes I picked ones that I thought deserved it, and other times I thought what the Academy would vote <laughs> oh, for. I wasn't I consistent yeah. in my choices. Um, I I picked editing for Star Wars because generally I'll always give, I'll always give. I'll always give a movie that, um, well, how do I say, like, creates new sounds that to me deserves a bigger editing award than this is a cannon blast. This is a ship going across the water. You know, like, we know what those sounds are, but a science fiction movie, a fantasy movie, even to an extent, like, you're creating something new. Mm -hmm. Something that's never been heard by human ears before. And that is, that I think is more of a challenge. And so I'll always tend to give, I'll tend to give editing that way. Now, sound mixing, putting all those things together... I think that Dunkirk did it, re- I think, so I guess maybe Dunkirk did do it really well. I think yeah. I chose Baby Driver for one of them, didn't I? No, oh, you no, I chose you Baby Driver, Baby for, Driver editing. for editing, which I did as well,
2: Oh, which okay. if you're going to give Baby Driver a, a, an award, it's definitely editing. It's that yeah. one. No, oh, um, yeah. yeah. Dun- Dunkirk for me, the sound, the sound categories, I did pick it um, because I felt this was a very technical movie. and Extremely as far as you know i didn't you're right i didn't love it i didn't love it it was a good movie the one award that i think this movie should have won hands down and i'm ready for you both to disagree with me is cinematography
1: this movie looks gorgeous in the way it's framed it's a beautiful movie it's it's it's, it's a beautifully shot movie i, I won't I, I wouldn't i think in another again in another year i think this could have very easily won in that category, I think yeah.
0: every move, every movie that wins best cinematography is a beautifully shot film. And out of out of the nominees and the winner, I just don't think that this one. I just don't think that it it holds up. Like say, but I like Shape of Water is a beautifully shot film, and I didn't think it deserved cinematography for that. Um, yeah, Darkest I, Darkest I, I, Hour is beautiful. I don't think it deserved it for that, and it was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which Roger. Roger Deakins deserves an award like that man is a genius in 2049 even if it wasn't the best film of 2017 it was the best looking film of 2017 I don't like so I know but you didn't mm, this is where I'm gonna like I you know I don't like the original Blade Runner like this well documented (laughs) I I think it's I think it's it's a big
1: big old bore. right um
0: I love. you though that, that that director's cut and though is
1: really good, Tim. That extended no, it's really director's not. cut. I've
0: watched it. No, I've watched it. No, and the extended director's cut and the director's cut are two different cuts, Frank. And the final. Okay. Cut and the, the final, final cut. That's cut. the one. The yeah, final yeah. cut. Yeah, that's the one I watched. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. I, no, it's not. I, okay. It's really boring. That's not what we're here <laughs> I, for. It's still,
1: it's still boring. I just think it's better. I think it's 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 generally recognized. The final cut is recognized as being better because it doesn't have the narration and all that kind of stuff. But whatever.
0: Nope. Still, nope. Don't care. Um, okay. But uh, the, um, but I've never seen the original cut. I've only seen the extended yeah. director's cut. Whatever. So maybe I would like it with the narration more. But it is it is the best looking film. And For sure. Dunkirk is good because all of Christopher Nolan's films look good. Is this is a Wally Fista movie. Do we know Dunkirk? I don't know. Uh, uh no, wait Hoyt, Hoyt van Hoytema. I don't um, think so. Um Hoyt van Hoytema. It was it was a it was a good looking movie. Of course it was. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. They're all good looking. But it wasn't Blade Runner twenty mm-hmm.
2: yeah. yeah. That's fine. I mean, essentially at this point, Christopher Nolan is just Martin Scorsese now.
0: He's just gonna keep making <laughs> excellent films He's just gonna and get, eventually keep getting get an award for his And then not
2: eventually best yeah, one. eventually they're just gonna be like, here you go. Yeah, made The Departed 2. Yeah, good job.
1: <laughs> it's Wait, true. Has he never, has Nolan never won?
2: No. No? Not that uh, I can remember. Okay, so he really will be Scorsese. He's, <laughs> he's essentially been nominated every movie he's made since The Dark Knight. Okay. They're like, oh yeah, we screwed up there.
0: Yeah. You get nominated. Yeah. But I like, see, like, to me though, even like Interstellar is a better looking movie than Darkest Hour is. I mean, um, also, well, actually Darkest Hour, but, but Dunkirk. Inception. Um right. Oh, right. Inception. Right. I about that too. Yeah. I think interstellar is his best film,
1: but it's also, it's tough because you want to compare, you want to, the natural inclination is to compare against that act, that person's body of work, but you also have to compare it not just against, is this his best work ever, but is this the best work out of the, uh, out of all the films nominated? And, and when you look at it that way, I think Blade Runner is superior. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, I mean,
2: I don't know. There's just something about Blade Runner. And I think a lot of it is like all the scenes that I keep seeing that talk about how good the cinematography is just all are filled with all CGI. And I'm not saying that's the entire movie, but I'm saying like every time someone tries to point to a scene, like one of the scenes is like where he's standing in front of that giant, uh, holographic. yeah holographic yeah. woman that's cgi like to me that's not
1: yeah but look at, that's but not take having that out. the eye take yeah, that but, out and and look at look at ryan look at the,
0: right look at ryan gosling you have to look like he's not cgi the bridge he's standing on isn't cgi the, yeah the hologram is but you know what that's like that'd be like saying like oh see this shot of the ocean It's just a shot of the ocean, but in Dunkirk, they added in all these ships, you know, like, so it's that, that doesn't hold any weight because that's, it's what the, it's the mise en scene. It's what the, the camera captures. Yeah. So whether it's put it in the computer later or not, it is what the camera has captured. Okay. Yeah, and quite um, frankly,
1: I think th- there's probably lots of films where we don't know what's CG and what's not like because things like the ships like look like they could be practical they could be models or whatever but they're probably we think we know they're probably CG yeah there's a lot most of most of them
0: in Dunkirk are actually practical was yeah. yeah. like, likekir like
2: those water scenes looked so good I don't know well, most just, of the time because it was water yeah I like,
0: just I just I don't love this movie I love the look of this movie. Yeah, mm. that's, that's fair. yeah, that's interesting. that's interesting. I think that this movie, despite all of its different components, lacked a, a heart. You know, that's always yes. like Christopher Nolan's, like that yeah. people always say that, and I don't think it's true. I think Interstellar has tons of heart, and I think uh, the Prestige has prestige. an incredible amount of human, e- like emotion and and um, yeah.
1: I'm so but, glad you said that because I was gonna I was gonna bring that up as an example. Absolutely
0: right, and so, but I just don't think that Dunkirk does. I think it's yeah. a incredible achievement of filmmaking. Yes. You know, considering that most of it's real, and we don't really get that anymore. Right. Which is why I was happy, like any technical
2: awards it won.
0: Sure, but it doesn't sound I, yeah. even then. I still don't think, but it's fine. That's, yeah, it's that's fine. fine. Um, so before we. Oh I'm not done yet. We, what about all the other? What about all the other things? Does the other, other categories? categories? I, I yeah, I I saw most of these things. I didn't see the documentaries because they're really hard to find. I know you did. Fi- you didn't, they're really hard you to didn't find. choose any. Um did you see them? No, I just went with the best sounding ones. Okay, and both times I was right. That doesn't count. <laughs> both times I was right. That's that horrible. That's that doesn't count. That's why I didn't choose them. No, it doesn't matter. No, you both can't, times you I was can't right. Take those out you know, of you that can't calorie. get credit for those though. You can't you count cannot, those against yeah. your total. You, you can't, cannot get them. credit for those. You cannot. No. no, you cannot.
2: You threw it. You, you threw can't. Darts sit, against the board. You can't sit there and hear a movie title of "Heaven is a traffic jam on the 405 and not think. That is the Oscar. Winner.
1: I don't care. I could. I. I could have guessed Gary Oldman was going to win for the Darkest Hour, but I didn't like predict it because I would. I don't deserve credit for that. I didn't nope. see it.
0: <laughs> Deduct from that score. Don't care. No, um, take those out. I, I still win by double. Let me. Let me go. <laughs> keep going.
1: This is a like you, you may still win. So fine. So take him out. You still win. Original
0: song. Remember me from Coco. I, had a, I don't think that performance was very good. I know how Palmer feels about this. We're gonna let Frank talk. Didn't see Coco. First.
1: Didn't see, uh I don't think I saw any of the animated. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see Coco. Didn't see Boss Baby. Didn't see Breadwinner. Didn't see Ferdinand. Didn't see Loving Vincent. So. Breadwinner
0: was excellent. I highly recommend. And I've been. Ferdinand, Ferdinand and was I, awesome. I can't wait to see Loving Vincent because every frame of that film was, is a hand-painted post-impressionist Ooh. painting. Every single frame.
2: Oh, see. So you oh, picked the best for best uh, animated movie and you haven't seen that? yet. Yeah didn't win either so what does it matter Um, i think boss baby was robbed on best animated that's but the shut up the question was best song yes so it should have been it should
0: have been this is me there's i will go to my grave saying it should have been this is me having not seen coco so i can't give you the context of the song i'm just doing it like as these songs stand on their own Mm -hmm. because that's really should be the original song i it was fine um, mm. But I, I do agree that This Is Me, I think, has, like... Th- this Is Me was in the Olympics. Like, yeah. it was in the last day of the Olympics. And
2: and easily the best moment of the Oscars was Kayla? Is that is that how you pronounce her first name? Sure. I have no idea. Kayla Settle? Sure. The singer? I have no idea. All right. Good job. Okay. Uh, You're the one that's in love with K-E-A-L-A.
0: the movie. K-E-A-L-A. K-E-A-L-A. Kayla. Yeah. Kayla.
2: So Kayla Settle... Her performance of "This Is Me" was one of is the best moment of the Oscars last night, and probably one of the best moments in the past few Oscars. Um, her almost breaking down, crying towards the end, it was very emotional. But all that aside, it should have like when I think of an Academy Award song, I think of this, and I think of "My Heart Will Go On."
0: Mm. I, think, I think of and, songs that have made it into the cultural zeitgeist and I think the 90s song Disney. has and none of those other ones have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep I'm going to keep going. Keep rolling, um, yeah. Animated film. We kind of already talked about just as a side note before we started this episode. My sister texted me asking if I had seen Coco yet. And as I was typing out the message, how much did you cry without even saying whether i had seen it or not? She responds with. This, I haven't balled that much in a movie ever. <laughs> so, classic Disney. So, of course, I, I'm going to have to see it now because I love a good cry. Um, especially during a children's movie because those are the ones that I cry at the most, I think. This is true. <laughs> I cried during Paddington 2. Just putting it out there. Yeah, it was a did. great movie. Um, Blade Runner 2049 won cinematography, which I already talked about. It also won best visual effects. Uh, I I don't agree what this. else was nominated for visual effects? Uh, better visual effects, I, I would think. imagine. So, uh, Guardians Last of the Jedi- Galaxy, Last... Kong Skull
1: Island, War for the Planet of the Apes, Star Wars, uh,
2: War for Planet of the Apes, War apply. for the Planet of the Apes should have won. One
1: day, the I... Academy
2: is going to recognize um, motion capture, motion capture, and that'll be the day they give Andy Serkis like life five achievement lifetime award. achievement yeah.
0: awards. I, it bothers... War for the Planet of the Apes was. From start to finish, one of the best films of 2017, and oh, it was. And that's not as a, just as a. And I'm saying, like, looking at this list of 2018 films, War for the Planet of the Apes was just as stirring and moving and thought-provoking as any of those films. Uh, if if I have to settle for special effects because that's the way the Academy works, fine. Did it get that? Didn't even get that. No, it's fine. This yeah. was Sean this was Young, my sticking though. point.
1: Sean Young in Blade Runner 2049. Like she didn't look that good. I thought she looked. Re- that was the most convincing one of those that I've that I've seen. That was more convincing nope. than Tarkin or Leia in Rogue One. I thought that was the most convincing one.
0: Nah, I I'm not with you. And okay. whereas these other films? like Star Wars, Star Wars was good. Kong's yeah. Call Island was good. Guardians yeah. was all good. Yeah. Like, but but War for the pla- like it was. It was transcendent, and yeah. and I don't think that. See, but the thing is that I don't know in Blade Runner 20, 2049 what was real and what wasn't.
1: That's how I you guess, know it was good.
0: Yeah, it, that's but how I, you know like, it was good, Tim. Stop making Frank's argument, Tim. Okay, but but to the, to that point in its own in its own way, was it just the scene? Like at, I'm watching characters on screen. Yeah, I'm watching my main characters are motion capture. So, And so that it just, it feels different than like, it feels different than Ryan Gosling. So you know what it is?
2: So you know what it is? I'm going to help you out here, Tim. I'm going to do something I very rarely do. While, (laughs) While I can't tell you what's real and what's not in Blade Runner 2049, I could tell you that even though I know those apes are not real, they feel and seem real in that movie. And mm-hmm. that's why it should have won best,
0: yeah, best effect. I would agree I I agree with that. But okay. unfortunately, nobody else sees it that way.
2: Well, I'm so I'm
0: sure Ryan. somebody voted for it in the academy. Right? I'm sure somebody did, and I'm sure it was close. But uh in the interest of time, I'm going to I'm going to move on. Uh we have here Best Animated Short, the Kobe Bryant film one. I've seen all the Oscar shorts. That's not the movie that should have won. Like it's just not. No, what was your that's pick? It was fine. Um I had a really I liked Garden Party the most though. I don't which is just a bunch of amphibians and whatever, I was hanging out at a house and it was really funster toad cute. wild right? It's just uh it's not even it's not even that. Um I think Revolting Rhymes was a really well-made film. It's an adaptation of Oh my god, who wrote James and the Giant Peach And Roald Dahl. which is Roald Dahl. It's, a, it's an adaptation of Roald Dahl. It was really well-made. It's good fun and I it's just a it was a better film than dear basketball just wasn't anything it I don't think it was anything like it it was inspirational I guess but that's kind of it but so was Lou
2: yeah to me dear basketball winning felt like it doesn't happen as much at the Oscars as it does in other award shows as much as it was we want to give you this award because we don't have the opportunity to we want you Kobe Bryant to be able to
0: give you this award, yeah, and I just I didn't like it. It wasn't I wasn't there for it. Negative space was really good. I recommend best live action short was the Silent Child, a film that I also really liked. Do you see the shorts, or am I talking nope. to myself here? You're talking to yourself. Um, the Silent Child was excellent. I don't think it deserved best. Um, the actually they were all good. Uh, DeKalb Elementary was excellent. Um, my nephew Emmett was really good, but Watu Wote, all of us, was really good. It's the true story of the Muslims and Christians on a bus in Africa that are attacked by terrorists. It was incredibly stirring, thought-provoking, made you think about everything that you should be thinking about. And in some ways, so was Silent Child, but I just, it was good, but it wasn't the best. Okay. Um, but that's, that's, that's my own take. And then... Having uh, documentary short, Heaven is Traffic Jam on the 405, which I did not see, thus actually wrapping up the Oscars. Good job. 2018. Um, so, it, so you obviously think Shape of Water. I think Shape of Water deserved Best Picture. Yep.
1: Was Prank? it still your favorite film, Tim? I, I remember on an earlier Academy Rewind episode, you'd said it was your favorite film of 2017. Is that still true? Oh, um,
0: it might be yeah it still might be my favorite i mean have you seen
2: anything else from 2017 yet i mean from from, from 2017
0: yeah i saw a lot of things
2: from 2017 after we recorded that episode cuz we recorded that episode last month oh maybe
0: though i'm not sure
2: yeah all right frank uh, out of the out of the nine nominees what do you think should have won best picture
1: i i would have given it to three billboards actually mm. um I, I that I really really liked three billboards it spoke to me more than shape of water did I thought shape of water was a beautiful film I think Gilmer de toro is like a you know very much a visionary director and a great storyteller but um three billboards was I thought more poignant and and uh a bit more timely uh, the shape of water while a beautiful story of sort of You know, people who are who are outcast, uh, uh, getting getting what they deserve, and and you know overcoming those differences that society puts them aside. I thought three billboards for me was a little more poignant. Okay,
2: Mm. I can I can definitely see that when when we saw three billboards, I walked out really loving this movie. I've since cooled on it a bit. The second time around, I don't think it was as as well done as I thought it was, but I thought the acting in it was top notch. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what really carries that movie. For me though, the best picture is Get Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, wow. Just f- for so many reasons. One, a, you know, a, a filmmaker at his first real attempt at a, at a dramatic subject doing that much. The fact that you can go back and rewatch it and still pick up more stuff. And the fact that this is the same guy that gave us Keanu. Oh,
0: so (laughs) true. And the fact that he stepped up
2: his game so much after that
0: catastrophe. Catastrophe? Did you do that on purpose? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Um,
2: One interesting fact, though. So Call Me By Your Name stars Timothy Chalamet. 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 Who's also in Lady Bird with Lucas Hedge, who is also (laughs) in Three Billboards with... The brother from Get Out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which has Bradley Whiteford, Whitford. Who's, Whitford, who's also in the post. Huh? Yeah, he is. Wow. 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 What a. Six
1: degrees of the 2018 Oscars, it, right what there. What an incestuous
2: yeah. Oscar pool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you can actually link them all, but those are the ones I've gotten so far. That's
1: pretty wow. good, Palmer. That's pretty that's, solid. <laughs> that's really. This solid. is what
2: happens when you rewatch nine movies in a week. No
1: <laughs> kidding. Re- uh, so
2: did you watch? So have you seen them all twice? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'm sorry. I've seen most of them all twice, except Call Me by Your Name and Phantom Thread, because I was asleep throughout the entire
0: movie the first time. <laughs> Still, that's impressive. He wasn't yeah. asleep the whole time. He put earbuds in and refused to watch the movie while we were in theaters. Right, because Wait,
1: you went to a theater and paid for a ticket and yeah. then sat there with earbuds there. To be, yeah. fair, to to be, be fair, fair, I, I
0: paid only for paid ticket.
2: for half of Tim's dinner.
1: Yeah, <laughs> why did you even yeah. go?
2: It's
0: movie Thursday. All right, we'll talk about this offline. All right. Okay. So that wraps it up for us. Um, You can find us on academyrewind.com and on Twitter and Gmail. You can also check out all of our Thought Bubble Audio shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can check Frank and I out on Be With Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk. You can check me out on Tolkien TV Talk. You can check Frank out at Starkville's House of El Krypton. You can also look at... Uh, hate watch with us did i leave any out or that was everything that was everything i did it I think it's there's so now. many now i can't list them anymore we got
1: six shows on the network it's crazy
0: we're so we're like professional and we're stuff. like the cw yeah six <laughs> shows <like> that. <laughs> And they're all about superheroes yeah, almost all of them all right well that's that's it for for us then and so it looks like they're playing us off no i have so many more people to thank but until next time cheers, cheers.